Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. A contrite heart, the Lord will not spurn. So it's all about the heart. And I'm going to speak about confession and why confession is something that we must put into practice as Catholics. Whether you are truly practicing the Catholic faith or not, I strongly encourage you to take advantage of this sacrament. The Catholic Church is modeled after the Old Testament and the Jewish practices. They had priests and high priests, and there were rules, over 600 rules, unfortunately, which became ridiculous. But There were 12 tribes and there were 12 apostles and there is a hierarchy that we must follow. And there are rules, if you will, of how we must live. And if you think about the ancient times, the Jews brought burnt offerings. They had a specific way in which they brought sacrifices to forgive sins. Only the priests could do it. Only the priests were allowed to spread the blood on the altar and to cut up, I guess, in other words, I don't have any better words to say, the burnt offering. That was the priest's job. And then all of the people were outside the temple on that particular day and their sins were forgiven. The reason that there is a hierarchy in the church and the reason that it hasn't changed in over 2,000 years is exactly because of the fact that the Lord created one church. Not thousands and thousands of denominations where everybody goes off and they make their own interpretations and they bend and twist the way that we're supposed to live. You can see it out there in certain Christian faiths where abortion or birth control or gay marriage and even women in the church. Now I'm a woman and I didn't get it in the beginning because I know very, very holy women. Why aren't women allowed in there? I mean, maybe I would have studied to be a priest at one point in my life. 
But that is not how it was. It was man from the beginning, Adam and Eve. And the woman came out of the man. There are patriarchs in the church and in the family. The whole creation was wrapped around Adam and Eve. And those two will make one flesh. They don't become one flesh. These two don't become one flesh. Obviously, they're clearly two. But they make one. In other words, have babies. Okay, so today we read about Jonah. And Jonah went into Nineveh and told everyone to repent or the Lord was going to destroy Nineveh. Nineveh is like a Chicago or a New York City. It's huge. And the king, praise God, said, whoa, we've got to sit in sackcloth and ashes and we can't do any work and we have to do something with animals. He has the specific things that they must do in order to repent. And as a matter of fact, I'm not going to make it up here. I'm going to go right to it because I think it's that important. And there's a reason why Jonah is so important. The word of the Lord, oh, I don't want to read the whole thing. Let's get down to, when the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the ashes. Then he had this proclaimed throughout Nineveh. By decree of the king and his nobles, neither man nor beast, neither cattle nor sheep shall taste anything. They shall not eat, nor shall they drink water. Man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and call loudly to God. Every man shall turn from his evil way and from the violence he has in hand. Who knows, God may relent and forgive and without his blazing wrath so that we shall not perish. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. And guess what? The beautiful responsorial psalm, a heart contrite and humbled, O oh God, you will not spurn. Okay, and then the gospel reinforces how important Jonah is. Luke eleven twenty nine through 32, while still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, this generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the son of man be to this generation. Okay, and there is something greater here, by the way, than Jonah, Jesus says. And a lot of people don't realize that this is actually in the creed. So we have three basics, three basics in the Catholic Church. The creed. The creed is where we profess our beliefs. In accordance with the scriptures in the creed, right? Jesus went down into hell, right? He ascended into hell in accordance with the scriptures. That's the story of Jonah in the belly of the whale or the big fish, whichever one you want to use. That's exactly what Jesus did, fulfilling that same scripture. And then the Ten Commandments 
are what we do in our faith walk. And then, of course, the Our Father, which we read in the readings yesterday, is how we pray. And, of course, the beginning of the Our Father is all about us declaring Lord God Almighty as the Creator. And then, of course, the rest of it is, is us, and there we are. We will forgive those who trespass against us, as He will forgive us. So the Catholic Church is wonderful in that it has a structure and no man, even though we have horrible, horrible men in the church, I will go there. I have seen unholy priests myself firsthand and of course the scandals, etc. But that is not why I'm Catholic. I'm not Catholic because of the priests. I'm not Catholic because of the Pope. I'm Catholic because Jesus put his church forth from the very beginning. And that evening on the Thursday that starts it all off, he institutes the Eucharist. He breaks the bread. There's so much more. I'm not going to get into all of it. But I want to dive in again to why go to confession, to that beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. It's about the act and that priest. You're not going to father so-and-so, by the way. Yes, that person may be behind the screen, but you're not confessing to him. He is in persona Christi. The priests are anointed by God. They are the only ones who can consecrate the Holy Eucharist. Take that bread and transfigure it into Jesus. Actually, that's not transfiguration. Sorry. It's, um, oh, why am I not remembering the word? It'll come to me. But consecrating that host, transubstantiation, bingo, that's the other T word, the long one, transubstantiation. So it's basically taking the physical form of this bread and host and turning it into the body, blood, and soul divinity of Jesus. So it's still in the same form, but it has been consecrated by the priest's holy hands, his anointed hands, his servants here on earth. And that absolution, again, comes from Jesus through the priest and his holy anointing. So if you're out there and you're contemplating confession, please go. Because that is what the church teaches. And we cannot have our mortal sins wiped off of our souls and hearts without this act. And it's not about us telling another man our sins. It's us going to Jesus and receiving the graces by going through that act. The people put sackcloth and ashes on their heads and sat out and didn't eat. And everyone knew this was a public display of their sinfulness. Now, while we're not confessing in public, it is something we must do. We must go. It's hard to say those words out loud. Do you think that I didn't ask God for forgiveness lots of times with the things that I did? 
I did, but I never felt the beautiful grace and the true forgiveness that I did when I went into confession. It's a game changer and it's there for us. I remember talking to Father Richard Simon. He's on Relevant Radio quite often. And he said, you know what? I, I hear the same sins in confession. Confession is not for me. Confession is for you. And I said, tell me more. <laughs> what do you mean by that? And he said, it's all about the person. The person needs to say those words out loud. And the more you hear yourself, I'm sure a lot of you out there are probably like, I keep bringing in the same sin. And that was me over and over and over again. And to be honest with you, there was a time with one of my sins where I said, dang it, I do not want to say these words out loud again. It's part of our spiritual growth. So I actually was inspired because I'm going to confession today. And I pray that all of you seek it out. Because again, the Catholic Church was following 12. Now 12 means governance. Numbers in the Bible matter. 40 means testing, right? That's why we do the 40 days of Lent. 12 means governance. If you don't govern what God teaches, then you're going to have what happened. Ta-da! Thousands and thousands of different Christian denominations that have different teachings, different interpretations of the Bible, and we become gods. And guess what? I was so grateful that the Lord moved my heart to go to confession because it was a spiritual game changer. It changed my entire trajectory of my life. And I love that sacrament and I frequent it often. I try to go every week. I've been real lazy about it, but I have a new spring in my step and dedication to going every week again. My husband retiring just kind of changed up my pattern and all of that, but not because of, well, not anymore because of this beautiful Lenten walk that I'm on and I'm witnessing it. So yes, God loves you and God is a merciful God, but there are reasons just like in the Old Testament, in the old Jewish traditions why we do certain things in a certain way, especially when we're asking for forgiveness. So if your heart is being moved to go, please go. I will tell you, do not trust the website on the, on the parish's website. <laughs> I mean, when you go and look for confession times and mass times, they're not always correct. So I suggest just pull up the most recent bulletin and in there you'll find the most updated information because they update that every week. Here's what I want to end with. What have you got to lose? Why wouldn't you go to confession and get all of your sins, some of them maybe even mortal, 
off of your soul. What if the Catholic Church is right? What if you die tomorrow? Morbid thought, but come on, let's be real here, people. You're going to go straight to hell. And that's a gamble that I am not willing to play with my soul. Are you? It takes not much time. And when you write it down and you go in, one thing that I would ask for you to do is go look up the examination of conscience. There's one on the usccb.org. USCCB as in bishop.org. Search examination of conscience. There's one out there for single people, for married people, for the Ten Commandments. I suggest if you're married, definitely look at the married one because it changed how I approach confession. I'll be honest with you. And my vocation as a wife is what I'm here for. You may be in a different situation, but check them out. And I just pray that if you're being moved by your heart right now, that's not me. That is God speaking through me in a way that I cannot tell you how much love is behind this. This is not a judgment podcast. This is a, I want to love you to the beautiful reconciliation to God's heart through this sacrament that saved my life. My mom went to confession. I think it was 46 years or something like that. And she went because she saw the the witness of me. She saw the change in me. We went together. And when we were done, she hugged me and cried and said, thank you for saving my life. I mean, whoa, my mom saying that to me. And I'm like, mom, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit moving in you. And now my mom goes to confession all the time and she's back in the church. I just want to say, one of the things that I learned was that you must go to Mass every week. Otherwise, you are in mortal sin. And people may be like, what? Well, look, we must worship God. And if you didn't have to go to Mass, would you be worshiping God in that way? And would you be receiving Him in your, in your body and soul? I know that I used to not want to go to Mass, but I would do it because of my soul. And guess what? The more I went, the more I loved it. The more I wanted to learn about it, the more I wanted to get the most out of it and truly worship God and not make it about me, offer myself to him, offer myself through Jesus on the altar up to the father. And it changed me. But in the beginning, I wasn't happy. I didn't want to go to mass, get up every Sunday. 
But look, God put these things in place. You might call them rules, but he put them in place for us to help us. So, during this time of Lent, search your heart. We must go to confession once a year, at least as a Catholic. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine trying to remember everything (laughs) from a year. But there's no better time than now. Because you do not know the day or the hour. And if you're at all questioning What's the worst that can happen, right? Well, I went to confession. I got my soul completely clean and wiped. And you die by the proverbial truck that hits you as you're walking out of that church. Well, guess what? If it's not true, you've still confessed to the Lord with your, you know, your contrite and humble heart. And there's forgiveness. But if it is true and you chose not to go, the alternative is way, way worse. Life forever and ever in hell. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in for that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going the other way. So I'm going to pray for all of you and for those in your life to seek out that beautiful sacrament of reconciling your heart to God's because I guarantee you, grace will flow. And we need God's grace. I cannot stop being the foolish, stupid idiot that I am without him. I've tried. (laughs) You all know I've tried. Alrighty, now I'm just babbling, but I just, it's such an important sacrament and it means the world to me, the Eucharist and the Sacrament of Reconciliation are my lifeline. I'm dead without them. Dead. Alrighty, everyone, I love you all so much. Go find something more with God in that beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. Have a blessed and inspired day.